Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce, um, since you cannot see my name on the display, because this is my first time producing one of these, so this is going to be fun. But I am joined tonight by my boy, Juice. Juice, how are we feeling after a 3-2 Cubs win? Uh, Dub City, man, as they say in Entourage episodes, victory! We'll take one. Uh, yeah, it's good to... Uh... Finally get back in the win column, did some good things tonight, and uh, hopefully this is a trend. Hopefully tomorrow they'll take another one, and like we said earlier on in the season, two out of three, it's all you got to do. Absolutely, sir. Two out of three is the key, and it, it would really just be nice to finally get two out of three for the first time since the Pittsburgh series that opened up the season, so that'll be excellent, especially against the Milwaukee team, and they got Jake going tomorrow. Jake Day. It'll be good, but we're not talking about tomorrow just yet, Juice. We're talking about today, and today we had, ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned, a 3-2 to two Cubs victory, and in this one, let's be honest, if you just look at the box score, you'd be like, was this game even exciting? Yeah, it was exciting. It really was. It was a good game, and here's why. So starting things off with Kyle Hendricks getting scratched from this game, uh, I think that's worth mentioning, with illness is what he's being deemed, and... A win is a win, uh, or excuse me, not a win is a win, Juice. I'm win so excited about win. this win. I'm so excited about this win. <laughs> a win is a win I is a win. I can't even, like, focus on the fact that a win is a win is a win. I can't even focus on what I want to talk about tonight, Juice. But let's, f- let's focus on the facts here. Kyle Hendricks scratched. Alec Mills told just before the game, hey, Pimp, you got to start tonight. And he had a great effort to begin this thing. Unfortunately, the only damage done off him – a Luis Urias home run in the second inning that gave the Brewers the early 2-0 lead. But from there, it was the Cubs coming all the way back, man, in the fourth inning. KB gets a well-needed fly out. I know uh, to our boy Cody on tap as well as you, sir, uh, you guys love manufactured runs. So let's start there. How do you, you got to feel after they get some well-needed manufactured runs? You know, I thought going into the game today, the, a huge takeaway was let's just put the bat on the ball put it in play. And, you know, a lot of the guys in the lineup, I think did that today, you know, while they struck out 10 times today, I did think the approaches at the plate were much better against Woodruff. Who's a really good swing and miss pitcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had put up the, uh, the stats that 53% of in the zone strikes that are swung at by are swing and misses. And it's one of the highest in baseball from this guy He's a great pitcher. He's a guy to be, uh, that takes the ball and it and runs are going to be hard to come by. And, I thought that in general, today's game was played right into Milwaukee's hands. It's what they're set up to. They're set up to have a lead going in late and throwing that bullpen out there that is, I think, the best in baseball. I don't think that there's a, a rival squad that's out there, bullpen that that even matches up to what they can they can throw at you there. And I think JD said it best. You know, this one is one that they stole. You know, at the end mm-hmm. of the year, when you look at the wins, the like we said, a win is a win is a win, but this one just feels so much better because they beat Milwaukee at their own game in a lot of ways. And it was good to see some of the approaches. You know, obviously, you know, KB going the other way, playing, you know, manufactured runs. And I think a lot of the, you know, even Ian Happ, you know, going late in the game there, just down one, two, let's just poke one through the hole, get on base. You know, we need more of that in this lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those two strike swings and, and I was listening to a lot of sports radio, a lot of podcasts, because it's just what I do. I drive for a living. I'm listening to a lot of these guys talk about, you know, working the ball and just giving up that pride. And a lot of these guys in the lineup, 
for at least like the last four or five years, just haven't given up that swing for the fences, home run or bust three outcome type deal that, you know, we've watched since, you know, 2017. And mm-hmm. I think uh, it's baby steps, but I, we know that Ian Happ is going to be a part of this roster moving forward. So for a guy like that, I think it's great progress for us to see as a guy who they're potentially going to build around and then decide which guys to pay after, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't, and by that, I mean, your Rizzo's, your Wilson Contreras, your, your hobby bias, Chris Bryant's, but to see Ian Happ kind of do that and, and not maybe become that three outcome guy where he can, you know, spray the ball around, I thought was a real teaching point for the game tonight. And it was good to see, you know, them just drop that approach of, Hey man, let the dog eat. I know too, you know, it, it's, it's put the ball in play because, you know, you don't know what's, what's going to happen. And I think that for the Cubs to be successful going forward, I think that's key. I think that uh, while it's cold and in April, it, they're going to have to manufacture runs early, play the long ball mm-hmm. in June, and July when it's 90 degrees outside. And, you know, the wind's blowing out pretty much every day at Wrigley and you can win some eight, seven games that way by playing in that, you know, the bandbox that it turns into, you know, when it comes to the, to the summer, but for now to keep your, to keep a, to keep floating, you know, keep above the water and just mm-hmm. manufacture some runs, play good, solid baseball, hand to the bullpen. And I think the bullpen's the hero of the game. Like you said, yeah. Alec Mills coming in, giving you four strong. We made one mistake to and What's up with, you know, Milwaukee shortstops. Like you just kill the <laughs> Cubs, man. I know. I thought I thought it was over when they got rid of RC and they sent him to Atlanta. I was like, good riddance. He's gone. Never have to worry about that ever again. No, this kid just does the exact same thing. And it's yeah. just it's stupid. It, yeah, I agree with you. I don't know what it is because even I mean, back in the day or just middle infielders in general, maybe from Milwaukee mm-hmm. too, because like Ricky Weeks used to break the Cubs back in the day. Yep. So it, it's certainly something to see our boy Cody Delmendo Brewers Twitter destroying his mentions. Cody will do our best to send Brewers, you help. Brewers buddy. Twitter exists. I guess I didn't even know that is. I didn't know all fifteen of them were really active in Cody's mentions right now. I mean, <laughs> tough scene tonight for that crew. I mean, first of all, I and I know what Cody's referring to because some large baseball guy named I throw him out there, Jared Carabas, closet Brewer fan over here, over there, talking about you know them throwing at, at Woodruff late in the game. Hey, who cares? Willie mm-hmm. Willie running around the bases giving the giving the FU was great. That yeah. you know after that, and I know I was watching Cody uh, ratio all these people by putting that home run in their mentions after, which I thought was Cody. Props to you, brother. That's <laughs> that's MVP style from coming on tap. And uh, but yeah, all fifteen of them are, are really at you, buddy. But hey, man, at the end of the day, you just got to throw them throw them that box score three two, baby. And uh, let's get one tomorrow for Jake Day. Yeah, definitely. And and you you led into perfectly, right? Because I think the Wilson Contreras homer deserves a little bit of analysis. And and actually, I'm glad one of our listeners put this comment in because uh, I think it's very appropriate. The at-bat by Ian Happ was impressive given how the Cubs struggle against Suter. They do. Absolutely. They really have a lot of struggles against Suter over, you know, really just the last handful of seasons. So to see Hap work that at-bat, put the ball on the right field the way he did, especially from his not-so-strong side of the plate. I was just going to say that, yeah. You yeah. know, being flipped around, that plays totally into Milwaukee's hands. And, you know, man, like swallowing the pride, handing it to the next guy. It's something we talked about on Sunday. You know, just be the, be the team guy who gets on base. 
you know, because I felt yeah. I felt so bad for for the Cubs in this last game because it's they're hitting home runs, a mm-hmm. lot of home runs, but they're hitting a lot of solo home runs. Right. So work some walks, get on base, and then play long ball. You yeah. know, it's it's not like the power isn't there to drive in runs on this team. It's there, and mm-hmm. I know they only scored three today too, and they needed you know two of them off the off the long ball. But let's get some guys on base, man. Let's get some traffic. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's and then you could be creative. Then David Ross can do his thing, man. Show why he's a manager. You know, get yeah. some people moving. You know, some some hit and run action. You know, I think that that's it's a whole different ball game for the pitcher and the defense when you can't just load up and shift and, and put it's, it's just a different at bat for these guys. Once you get people on and, and put some pressure, you know, I think that the, the Cubs in a lot of ways when it's easy to pitch when nobody's, when you're not in stretch and you know, there's nobody on base because the yeah. worst thing the guy at bat could do is hit a solo home run off of you. Right. You know, it's, and, and how often, I mean, you've, how many? How often have you seen back to back to back to back home? You know, it's, it's it doesn't happen. It's not damage. You know what I'm saying? Right. So at the end of the day, man, let's get some guys on base, work some walks. You yep. know, it, I think it was there was a lot of good um, progression tonight from the yep. Cubs lineup. While there, while the results weren't there, they're against a really hard uh, throw in Woodruff guy. It's mm-hmm. tough to hit. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, that that Milwaukee bullpen's tough, man. Yeah, they're real tough. They're a good group. And it is. It's. This is there's no cakewalk to score in these games. These and these Cubs games for the last couple of years just seem these Cubs Brewers games just seem to be like the three two types, the two one types. You know they're net, they're very rarely high scoring. If they are, it's usually one sided. So yeah. you know, with that said, I, I they stole one today and it's great. And maybe this is something they could build on for the future. Let's go. Let's get on a little run. You know, maybe win seven out of ten, like I said on Sunday. Yeah. And let's let's see where this takes us because. It's baby steps. The Cubs have just got to settle down and let's just play our game. You know, work the ball around, and then once it gets hot and the it's the b- wind's blowing out of Wrigley, you know they can really play to their strength, which is the home run ball. You know this yeah. this lineup can everybody can take it deep pretty much. Yeah. So when it gets hot, I feel like the bat the bats are going to really heat up, and that's when we're going to see the the makeup of this ballpark. But until then, let's just manufacture runs, baby. Just keep mm-hmm. doing it. Play our baseball. Hopefully, you know the the rotation can it be as solid as they've been. The bullpen's been pretty damn good, so that's the that's the formula to winning right now. And then once we get to you know the warmer months, we can we can start you know turning the offense up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And and honestly, juice like we we talk about right now, manufacture runs, get on base, be on for guys to drive you in. Hell, do that all season long because, like you said, sure. when the weather does heat up in Chicago and the ball begins to fly a lot more out of Wrigley. Why not have more two and three run home runs instead of just your you know usual solo shots that we become so accustomed to as Cub fans and and obviously I mean you know let's just call it what it is that Wilson Contreras home run right after Hap gets on was an absolute moonshot I think they said it was four hundred and thirty six or four hundred and thirty five feet or no somewhere doubter. in that general no doubt as soon as that left the bat Willie with a little bit of the the bat kind of throw not even a flip necessarily and he just kind of that little kind of swagger attitude after he hit the ball uh if you haven't seen that clip there's a great clip um on the cubs twitter account official account uh, of that angle where you can see willie throw the bat he wasn't feeling it you know he got hit earlier in the game intentional or not uh, i think that's something we can discuss here too juice but you know intentional or not you know it was what it was but he got the big home run he gets the silence 
the Milwaukee Brewers doubters and cry, whatever they call them, crybabies, soft. He wasn't soft on that play because he absolutely destroyed that baseball and he absolutely got to love it. He comes through in the clutch, um, chafing, nice rebound day, but still gets pulled after just two thirds. And then Craig Kimbrell comes in for the four out save. Uh, to send the Cubbies home victorious, a well-needed victory. As you mentioned, Juice, now tomorrow is a rubber match, and they actually have a chance to take this series. But, Juice, we will worry about the preview here in a little bit. Let's talk about the hot topic of tonight's game. And it, it really was surrounding Wilson Contreras, and I think we can expand on that as a whole because, you know, he gets thrown – he gets hit. I shouldn't even say he gets thrown at necessarily because, you know, it's kind of freak. Yeah, maybe maybe Woodruff wanted to throw him up and in to try and back him off the plate a little bit. That happens. That happens all the time. You know, but just kind of a freak play. It catches him on the hand. You know, he goes to first. Nobody was mad. Nobody was getting angry at that point. You know, Willie wasn't happy about getting hit, but he wasn't, you know, freaking out or anything like that. He just took it. He's patting, you know, Keston here on the back over at first base. It, it was just a very – I don't think really anybody thought about it. Like, even – Cubs Twitter, those were like, come on, Woodruff, like, don't hit Willie anymore. Like, but that was the extent of it, right? There, there was nothing else to it. Well, then later, Ryan Tapera throws behind Woodruff. And for those that perhaps didn't see the camera in Woodruff's face, <laughs> saying, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. And you know what? Take it for what it is. Do we know Tapera was really thrown at him? I don't know. And that's exactly where I kind of want to go with this because, again, our boy Cody here, good question. Did Tapera throw at Woodruff on purpose? And, Juice, that's where I'll turn it back over to you to answer that question. I think it's hard to – I don't think we'll ever know, right? I mean, that's – but with that said, I can see both sides. I can see, you know, Willie not reacting to to the ball up and in, mm-hmm. and I can see the, the flip of it, the the Cubs are pissed off with how much Willie's been hit. And let's just settle it right here. I, but with that said, I think it's over. You know, this is this should be it. You know, I don't think that they're gonna throw it with, they're not gonna try to throw it Willie tomorrow. I know that you know he did kind of pimp that. I actually tweeted that Statcast uh gave that one a 10 out of 10 for uh for swag, and it was that's a pretty epic round of the bases. I mean, the the only thing he could have did that would have had more swag is if he moonwalked from all the way around or, you know, flipped him <laughs> off as he ran around the bases. But, you know, with that said, I, I, I just think that it's over now. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, 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 even the score after they hit him, you threw it there, guy. And now Willie hits a two run homer to, to win the, you know, win the game essentially. And it's over put in the past, you know, it's, mm-hmm. these teams are going to play so more often and it's, there's going to be it. I, I would be hard pressed to think that Willie doesn't get hit again yep. within the next, you know, 20 some games or whatever, 16 some games that they still have left to play Milwaukee. With that said, uh, it is kind of weird. You know, I think they had put up the stat that Willie had been hit more um, than any other player by one team in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of odd. And like we said, you know, I think on Sunday's podcast, Wilson Contreras is the Joakim Noah of, you know, the Cubs in a lot of ways. If he's on your team, you like him. If Mm -hmm. he's not, you hate him. And he's an agitator. But the common theme with William with Joakim was that was the heart. You know, that's the Mm – those guys showed up. They set the tone. And they they gave you big plays. You know, Willie over his Cub career has given you a lot of big moments. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I think in a lot of ways we forget about Wilson Contreras. I think that, you know, Chris Bryan, Anthony Rizzo, and um, Javi Baez a lot get the get the limelight, while Willie's – it's really hard to find a catcher who produces as much offensively and gives you so much defensively now that he's gotten better at framing. You know, I yeah. think that's a lot of – it's a lot of good that he's done on that side of it because, you know, Wilson Contreras wasn't – he wasn't a catcher when he came up through the system. Right. You know, this is a new position for him in a lot of ways that he's gotten better over the years. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally, I, I think it's over, but it is weird. I, I think that when you hit somebody that much, and I understand that he stands pretty close on the plate, and they, the the scouting report on Willie is the jam him in. I, I know it. And we've, we've watched how many Cubs games where everybody tries to get in on his hands, just jam him so he rolls it over to short. But with that said, I mean, it's weird. It is. It is a little weird, but – I think now this kind of settles the whole score and hopefully they go out tomorrow and just play baseball. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. I think I love that analogy, right? About Wilson Contreras and, and Joakim Noah kind of being that same player for their respective clubs. Cause it's kind of true. You know, Wilson is kind of a polarizing figure a lot in baseball. Now uh, he kind of has the same way with Javi. Cause a Javi doesn't have the same kind of fire, I guess, in terms of maybe for lack of a better term attitude. Uh, that like a Wilson Contreras has. So definitely, definitely cool, um, you know, to see Willie kind of take it upon himself. You know, he he takes the pitch off the hand. You know, it is what it is. I'll get you back later. Instead of yelling at you and screaming at you, I'm going to do all the yelling and screaming by just throwing the bat as soon as I moonshot a ball um, up into deep into your left field uh, stance. So Definitely well needed, and, and and juice to your point, right about this team playing Milwaukee quite a bit over the rest of the season. They see each other in like ten days again. Uh, they'll play the weekend of the twenty third through the twenty fifth at Wrigley in a three game set with Milwaukee. The interesting part though is after that, then they don't see them again until like the end of June. Uh, so they go for a little while without seeing the Brewers. But again, you're seeing a team literally three times in your first five series. Right? Did I do my math correctly? One, two, three, four, five, six, six, six seven series somewhere in that general yeah. ballpark. You know, first three, four weeks lot. of the season. That's a lot. That's a lot. Nine games out of like your first seventeen. That's insane. So, um, certainly, uh, you know, I, I fully expect Wilson to get hit with at least one more pitch before the month of April is over. If yeah. we're being entirely and, and against the Brewers too, I think it's I think it's going to happen. It, it's just the nature of his scouting report. You know where he stands on the plate what they want to do to him. I, and I get it. You know, it's, it, it sucks to get hit and it sucks to get hit mm-hmm. about by the same team as often as he does. But right. I just, I don't know. I mean, I think it's over. I think now it's move on, play baseball, show him on the field. And I think, you know, after, after they to pair through Adam, I think Willie in a lot of ways flipped, turned the page it was like, all right, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pimp one here and beat him that way. You know, if they're going to keep yeah. hitting me, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, my, my guy, and props if Tapera was thrown at him, props to Pera for sticking up for your teammate. I know that that's like a old and, and that sounds very cardinal esque of me. I don't usually do that, you know, respect the game, the, the rules within the rules. But hey man, like you see it in, in hockey all the time, you know, when you're getting beat or somebody takes a run at somebody, you know, you're sticking up for your teammates. You know, it, yeah. it's and I think in a lot of ways that's maybe what Tapera did, but I don't know. It is what it is, man. Move on. Try to get a win tomorrow. Yeah, like you said, man, we'll 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 certainly never know. And friend of the show, Garrett from Iowa, says if Tapera did in fact uh, do that intentionally, he owes him a beer. So 
maybe it's worth asking Ryan Tapera. Maybe we'll get an answer out of him, and you know, somebody in the press will be like, "Did did you do it? Come, yeah, on. Like, I, you I can mean, tell us. It's cool. Like we're not going to publish that everywhere. We just right. want to know: Did you do it? Did and I, it? I, I'm sure there's some, you know, Chicago sometimes reporter, six seventy the score reporter is going to ask if they really threw at him. You know, we're oh, of course, and we're not going to get the right answer. We're going to get the, you know, I know I let that one up and in. You know, it was, we're going to get the beat around the bush answer. But hey, man, like it's a true thing that like that dugout and the togetherness and having each other's backs. I I could totally see it that you know if Willie and it's I don't I think it's really unstated that you know Willie works with these guys so often. You know what sure. I mean? Like if it's if it's you know Sogard who's getting hit out there six or seven times, maybe the maybe the response isn't as. Uh, you know, is swift, you know, yeah. and, and immediate, but, um, Willie, you know, as a guy who works with all the pitching staff probably knows those guys really well, considering with, you know, how, how many bullpens he's probably caught for these guys and, right. you know, working with, with them, those guys at pitch lab and things like that. So, um, that's their guy, you know? So in a lot of ways, I think that, uh, maybe they were, I don't know, as I keep talking yeah. more and more about it, Maybe maybe that was Tapera, you know, sticking up for his guy. Maybe but I don't know, man. I don't think we'll never know. So it's they won the game, and that's the most important thing to me. Absolutely. And if if Tapera, if Tapera and Willie needed to fire up their team to get to pull this one out, hey, however they had to do it to make it happen, I don't care if anybody. I don't care if Milwaukee likes you. I don't care right. if Milwaukee likes us. You know, I, I would expect them not to, but yeah. win some baseball games. It's a rivalry as much mm-hmm. as. You know, some of us have, you know, downplayed the Brewers, and I have too. I think the Cardinals are the main rival for the Cubs, but they, the the Brewers and the Cubs and the Cardinals have been pretty solid over the last four years. And while maybe the same players and aren't aren't on those teams, it's still, you know, when when somebody steps into that that locker room, you know what a division foe means. It's it's a yeah. rivalry. It's a big game. It's a game you get up for, and it's a game that at the end of the season. If you're chasing them or they're chasing you, these wins in April mean so much more. They're almost they're almost like two or three games. Yeah. You know. So you almost get some of that kind of 2020 effect, right? Where it was like, oh, you know, these games mean so much more because it's a shortened season. It's like, well, yeah, when it's your division foe, it's kind of the same approach. It's like, hey, yeah, these games truly do mean so much more because naturally, again, it's just like everything else, right? It's every other sport. It's hey, you game essentially you gain two games. Because you push them further down, you raise yourself up all at the same time. You're not requiring somebody else to help you out, or you're not requiring the the baseball gods to do their thing. You know, I know like a lot of Blackhawks fans tonight were scoreboard watching because the Predators and, and Stars are both in action, who are the teams that the Hawks are pretty much competing with for that last playoff spot. And the Predators are up early, and everybody's like, "Oh shit," you know. But like, <laughs> because you're like, you're like, I, come on, help us, Tampa. Like, we're not catching you. They're not catching you. Right. Go kick the shit out of them so we don't have to worry about it and we get some time to make up ground. Like you, you want it's nice when you can take that in your own hands. I think is kind of where I was going with that. And it's just no, I, I thought it was great to you know have our minute Blackhawks talk right there. Hey, yeah, second. you know, the, hey, the hey, mandatory plug, little, you know. Yeah, a little uh little minute four feathers preview. Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no, it'll uh there was an episode released today, Juice, and it was a good one. Oh, there, plug it. Yeah. Plug it away. GM GM Ron Luce put his hat on, and we uh, we went to town at that one because the trade deadline just passed. But getting back into this game too, Juice, like the, the other part that I just continue to be so excited about, impressed by, 
fucking Craig Kimbrell, man. Like he's just, yes, he's doing it for me now, Juice. He's doing it for me. And I love it. And I get so fired up now when he comes into games. He's got the flow going. He looks good on the mound. He looks like the Craig Kimbrell of old. He's chasing records. Like this could be like the Craig Kimbrell season that Cubs fans have finally been just dying for because he's get paid so much money to be your star elite closer. Well, right now, Juice, he's doing exactly that. Yeah, it's it's almost kind of frustrating too, right? I mean, looking back at you know the seasons that would have could been if we've gotten this Kimbrel. <laughs> You know, from the past, that's I and I don't want to dip into that. It's a brand new year, but I, I want to put a halt on, you know, the whole trade deadline talk already. You know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. we've only been through what, 11 games now what is it, 11 yep. games now, 11 games and they're five and six. And and let's just let's just pump the brakes, too. And I want to just, you know, point to 2019 when the Tigers traded Sean Green. You know, they they mm-hmm. they traded Sean Green to the to the Braves and they only received like a pitcher who was 21 years old with like a five ERA, who's still sitting in double A. And I mean, I, I get, you know, 2020 different year, no, no uh, uh, minor league baseball, whatever, but, and, and not even another top 30 prospect from the system of the Braves. So the, all this talk that they're going to get a huge haul from Kimbrel, I don't think that relievers get traded that way anymore. You know, yeah. you, you look at what happened with like Chapman and them get, you know, the Yankees getting uh Gleyber Torres I just mm-hmm. think that era is over. I think it's it, the the idea of paying for premium for that guy when I feel like with these pitch labs and spin rates and maybe it not as mattering as much. It just kind of it. I think the reliever market may yield less in the mm-hmm. future, and yeah. so let's pump the brakes on trading Kimbrel already and, and the value that he's going to bring. And let's just like let them play out, you know, maybe more than 10 games, 11 games. Agreed. You know, let's, let's just pump the brakes. But that was starting to see a lot of that, starting to frustrate me. Yeah. Um, but with that said, man, how great is it? I actually, you know, in that eighth inning, I was like, all right, this is like the true test. You know, let's mm-hmm. see what he's got. And, you know, it's a division game, one run lead. Let's see what you got. You know, this is the time where you make your money. And I was about to tweet. I don't feel good about this. And then right away, just weak roll over to third. Yep. I'm like, shut up, Juice. Shut up, <laughs> like, dude. And even like in the ninth, uh, I'm all for robot umps now, man. Like this is this is getting freaking ridiculous. I mean, this even like you talked about Andrew Andrew Schaefen earlier. Like, dude, he would have went through that whole inning fine. He got screwed yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and won at bat. Like it, some of this is just getting ridiculous. You know, it there's really is. And I know, just to touch on, I know White Sox Twitter is losing it over like the MLB extra innings thing that's going on too. I I think it's a crap rule, but it's a crap rule when you lose. You know what I mean? Like everybody's happy when you can get out of there without burning your pitchers, but it's a crap loss. It's a it's a crap way to lose. I do agree, but I understand the flip side of the argument. Who wants to watch nineteen inning baseball games? I mean, yeah, nobody. Who wants to watch till four in the morning? I mean, dude, we watch tonight's game. And we're going on midnight here on the East Coast, so yeah. it's it's not good for Bay. I think you, the viewing ship and the and the timely. I I hate it. I hate that they put a runner on second. But with that said, hey man, they got to get these games over with and get on. It's not like they do this in the playoffs. You know, it's like the NHL. Right. I hate the shootout, but I understand I why they do it. You know, because you can't sit there and play endless games on a Wednesday night. You just right. can't. 
you know, and there's 162 of these that they got to get in. So mm -hmm. with that said, Hey, you, you, it'll probably even out over the case of 162, right? Yeah. The White Sox will win or the Cubs will win one that they shouldn't have won in extra innings. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably, it'll even out over the case of, you know, the season, but it just kind of right. in the moment, it sucks. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I really, I hate the rule too, but I'm going to love it when they win. Oh, of course. And, but like tonight was a good example too, right? I, there's a distinct pitch. I remember um, early in the game when Woodruff was still pitching to happen, like, this ball was a pretty solid, like half a baseball off the strike zone on the outer edge, and they called it a strike. And I lost my mind because my dad and I were actually BS, and I'm like, "That is a horseshit call." And he goes, "Was it that bad?" And I rewound it, and I was like, "Yes, it was that fucking bad." <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh," he's like, "Yeah, you're right. That's a pretty terrible call." I'm like, "Yeah," and like my dad was a baseball player, so like. And he was a catcher of all things, too. So, like, if anybody's going to understand the strike zone, it's him. And he's just like, oh, yeah, that's egregious. That's bad. And I'm like, they got to do something about it, you know? And, and it's just like the MLB is going through such this interesting transition time right now because, like, you got to address these things that the fans just don't like. You know what I mean? It's like right. you don't want to see – I don't mind the human error aspect of it, like, if it's a close call. But, like, some of them are just egregious to the point where you go, there is no fucking way in hell that unless you're blind or weren't paying attention that that should be a strike. That's yeah. where I have a problem with it. You know, and it's just – it is what it is. Thankfully for the Cubs tonight, it worked out. They got the dub. Everybody's happy. But like you said, just I, I, I understand the the being upset with it because it's just that's how it's been playing. Yeah, I mean, and I think that, you know, Garrett put a, a, a comment in here uh, about it being consistent. You know, they were – Woodruff was getting the calls early or the, the Cubs were going to get – whatever. What, as long as it evens out over the case of the course of the game, I'm okay with it too. But with that said, I mean, baseball – in an even game like that, the late call of not getting that strike yeah. is, I think, just so more much more crucial. You know, yeah. the – the, the last six outs, I, in my opinion, I think the hardest ones to get. And mm -hmm. it just matters on if, you know, what part of the lineup's up in the eighth and the ninth. And I felt bad for, for Schaefer because, you know, he, he got shelled the night before. Right. And then he comes out tonight. And I thought he made great he made great pitches. Yeah. You know, I thought I thought he was pretty solid tonight. And, you know, I it sucks. But, you know, I they came out with a victory. And, and let's just say I think that – I think that Andrew got, you know, the – the short end of the stick on that tonight. And hopefully it means tomorrow or, you know, the next, you know, couple games, he gets some calls. He maybe shouldn't. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree there juice. And I don't really have much more on this one. Um, the only other thing, one quick comment, Cody believes the King deserved better. <laughs> he, did. he absolutely did. It, and he was, he shouldn't have been embarrassed to walk out of there. He should have just, he should have threw that last three, two with his mustache. Maybe, you know, it would have threw some, some extra spin rate on there. Just stuck stuck the ball just on it stuck real it quick. In there and just like little sling of the face and just watch that thing come flying in at like 115 miles per hour. And they, they he needs to come out in a Cubs cowboy hat. Like that just in stirrups. Like instead of instead yeah. of like the whole Cubs get up with the whole like uniform, he needs yeah, to yeah, have yeah. like the alternate uni with a Cubs cowboy hat and like a like some stirrups and maybe like a gun holster. That you would know, be magic. Like a <laughs> With like a revolver in there. I also, I also <laughs> wouldn't mind like a like flannel T-shirt that's like open, and he's maybe got like, I, I, 
a tank top. I don't want to use the term on on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, you know, I know where you're going. Being with that. sensitive, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. And like jorts and like a pair of just like, but like kind of country boots, I guess, for lack yeah. of a better term. Like, give me a pair of like all black Tim's type looking boots. And like he needs to have like a pipe, and it just and the, and like a, a cowboy hat or something. Yeah, and and just, like a like yes. a mustard stain, like on the wife beater too. Like just, I, we've gone on way too long with this. That's okay. Well, our, our friend Garrett from Iowa is helping you out here. Stirrups are for horses. Spurs. Spurs. My bad. Yes, my bad, Garrett. Go. I'm see. That's how city boy I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why our, our boy Garrett from Iowa is here to help us out, man. See, there we go. That's he's, how city he's I got am. us covered. He's got us covered. But yeah, that's no, how city uh, I am, my friend. Good stuff, though, from Chafin. I think overall, though, good rebound effort from Chafin, though. It's nice to see that. Obviously, the Kimbrel outing, sensational yet again. So, Juice, I'll turn it quickly back over to you before we look into to previewing the next game coming up. You know, what do you, what do you got on this one for uh, for your last thought? Yeah, no, it was good to, you know, steal one tonight. I think the ones that uh, the Cubs are able to steal always feel better throughout the year, right? 100%. You know, yeah, especially these fun kind of lives. It's, it's great to come on after a Cub victory with how, you know, demoralizing the last couple of days have been and the Cubs proved to you that they can win a baseball game. And that's, you know, I think that's huge. And now it's the question now turns to, can you stack them? You know, can you stack wins after, after stealing wins? Cause that's yeah. the, you know, tomorrow is the momentum's only, only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. And they have a great pitcher going tomorrow. Who's looked really solid and uh Jake day, baby. It's let's, let's see it. Jake Day, baby. It is going to be a good one. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess kind of just my last thought um, is really just like you said earlier, Juice. And it, this comment provoked it. So I want to at least just quickly show it. But Kazuna77 says, will ownership push for a sell off, though? And I believe he was referring to the kind of the Craig Kimball talk about the trade deadline. It's 11 games. The Cubs are hovering right around 500. Let's put it into perspective. The Crosstown White Sox, who are supposed to be World Series contenders, and I still think they very much could be, are also 5-6. and six. Like, let's pump the brakes. There's still a lot of baseball to be played here. Still well over 150 games. You know, it's encouraging that, God forbid, the team does suck. You have assets you could sell off to build for the future. But, obviously, none of us want them to suck. Like, yeah, and, and who's to say that this is like a full tear-it-down rebuild? You know, I think yeah. the only way that they trade them is is if they get the right offer. And I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, but like you said, pump the brakes on it. But if they think that they can go out and make a couple moves to contend for the division, you know, next year, let's say that the division winner only wins like 84, 85 games. Mm-hmm. And if the Cubs win 80 and they're only a few wins away, yeah. you know, maybe just retooling on the fly is the move that they want to make. Because yeah. as we said on Sunday, get into the dance. Spin, spin the wheel and see where it lands, man. Because that's what ba- yep. playoff baseball is. So 100%. I, I, I think that a lot of this will be decided over the case of you know the first eighty-one, mm-hmm. and after that we'll we'll know with a clearer picture on what they're going to do. But with that said, man, like I, I hope that with how much money they're going to have to spend, and Joe talked about it on Sunday, that they're going more for the retool. Let's figure out which guys stick around. And I mean by your Chris Bryant's, your Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, mm-hmm. Wilson Contreras. And after that, let's see what we could add to this team to maybe maybe make it more contact oriented, you know, to, sure. to give a little change in it. Cause they're they're gonna be close with pitching. You know, they're gonna have a lot of young arms that are gonna project towards the top of the rotation coming up. Yeah. So 
it's just a matter of I don't think it's a long rebuild, but I do think that uh, if they're out of it, ownership will definitely say, "Hey, let's what what's the plan here? You know, where are we gonna where will we sit? What's the future gonna hold for you know this group plus you know the future for where we're gonna go with this franchise in terms of are we contending in you know 2022? But that's a it's a question for you know the trade deadline, and we'll we'll be able to answer that you know sometime in in July, hopefully. Absolutely. And I, I think a good example is just look what the Blackhawks did at the NHL trade deadline. I'm going to take that opportunity to plug Four Feathers podcast, which just released a show today. Go check it out. But, um, you know, like if the Cubs could do that, if they are in fact retooling, you know, you don't destroy your current state of the roster, but you build toward the future and you kind of tinker on the fly. Maybe that's an effective way. So Juice, let's put this one behind us. We'll enjoy it though. It's a good Cubs win, but the Cubs are back in action pretty quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're actually only about ooh, 12 hours, 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> from, from first pitch, maybe, maybe a little more than that. Maybe we're looking closer to 13. It's like but, 13, but whatever. We're, we're, but we're tomorrow, close. as we mentioned tomorrow, uh, the five and six Cubs against the six and five brewers at American family field. <laughs> Awful. Uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the first pitch is scheduled for 12.40 p.m. Central Daylight Time, so it is an early game, and it's an early, early game, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, you know, if you got to work tomorrow, take your lunch break a little late. You can catch the, the full game uninterrupted early. Um, if you're somebody like me who's just going to be plunked in front of the TV anyway, I'll be watching the whole thing, but that's neither here nor there. But as we mentioned, it is Jake Day tomorrow. Jake Arrieta is on the mound. He is 2-0 and with a 2.25 ERA thus far this season. And going for the Brewers will be Corbin Burns, a very good right-handed pitcher for them. He is 0-1, but he only has a .73 ERA, so he's just been screwed by lack of offense. Uh, very good pitcher. Again, Milwaukee's got a great rotation. They also have a great bullpen. So um, not surprised as, you know, that it's going to be that kind of day. Yet again, it's, it's going to be like that in all these games. But if you're watching the game uh, in Milwaukee, it is on Bally Sports Wisconsin, and you can listen to it on 620 up in Milwaukee, which is like the Brewers Radio Network, uh, and then Cubs TV, obviously Marquee Radio, obviously 670 score. Um, but this game will be on MLB Network, so it actually will be viewable um, nice. by everybody uh, that has MLB Network. So it should be a good game tomorrow between Jake Arrieta and the Cubs and Burns and the Brewers. So, Juice, I will turn it over to you for just a quick preview before we get out of here. and. Uh, I would love your fly the W player pick uh, for this one tomorrow as well. Yeah. Kind of same kind of brewer esque cub esque matchup that we'll probably look at. Right. You know, Jake's been really successful. Burns got electric stuff. So it's going to be really tough for to come around runs. Um, manufacturing, 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 get them on, get them over, get them in, maybe play a little small ball, you know, maybe a little hit and run action is what, what is the difference in the game tomorrow? Um, but I think both these pitchers are, are going to be on their A game and, uh, it'll be tough for, uh, either team to scrap around, you know, a crooked number at any moment. Maybe, maybe it's the first pitcher that blinks and gets in a, in a tough jam that, mm -hmm. um, either flips it. Maybe it's a, it's a momentum changer and the pitcher gets out of it or, um, you know, a team's able to put up a crooked number early and then just cruise, um, I'm going to take Jake tomorrow. I, he's been so damn good. Yeah. And I, I think he's been so good without having his best stuff. I think he's really been working towards um, kind of putting it all together. And I think that with what we've seen from 
you know, the, the fastball and, and obviously the off speed stuff, you know, it's, he's been able to battle through his starts while he's, he's been really solid. He hasn't put a full Jake display that we're used to. I don't know if we're ever going to see that, you know, dominant Jake ever again with the repertoire that he's working with, but right. I think Jake uh, needs to keep his team in the ball game tomorrow because with this Cubs offense scuffling and, and I don't think Burns is going to give up, you know, anything easy to hit around. Maybe the Cubs get an early run or two. And that's, you know, that's maybe Jake's kind of working with that, you know, margin of error after that. Um, but I'm going to take Jake Arietta for tomorrow. Mm. And uh, I actually think the Cubs win this one. I think they win another three, one, three, two kind of ball game, take two out of three. And uh, then they head to, they head to Atlanta. Oh no, they come home. Actually, you know what? I'm going on Sunday. Um, so nice. We'll uh, hopefully they get a one, uh, a nice win, and and I'll be there on Sunday for uh, if it's a rubber match or they're going for the sweep. Hopefully that's uh, what's what's happening. Um, but uh, like I said, yeah, I think Jake is uh, the key. If if he's able to have his good stuff and keep the Cubs in the game, and I think early runs, manufactured early runs, are going to be the key for tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I don't have much else to add. I think you nailed everything on the head for tomorrow's game. It's going to be a good one. Uh, obviously, we're hoping for good things. I think the Cubs can absolutely come out on top. I am going to go – I'm just going to keep riding this dude as long as I can. I, I feel like Chris Bryant shows up and shows out tomorrow. I mean, KB just continuing to look like – like if we're being honest, if we're looking at the season again, I, I'm probably going to say this a lot this year as long as this trend continues. But if we're looking at these 11 games in a vacuum right now, KB is the only guy worth extending. And I know I might catch some heat for that. Well, what about Willie? He just had a great game. He did. He had a great game. I love Wilson Contreras. He also has another year of team control. So him, I'm not so worried about being extended just this very second. But if we're talking the Baez, Rizzo, Bryant crew, I know Riz is going to eventually come around. But Bryant looks like he wants to to get paid. And and it's nice to see. It's refreshing to see, especially after the horrendous 60-game sprint that he had in 2020, um, which can – Everybody sucked. We're not really worried about it. We yep. we look at that and just kind of go away. We'll go away. Yeah, a healthy go away, Chris go away. Bryant is is a good Chris Bryant every year. I don't care Absolutely. what anybody says. So I'm with you, Ron. I think you ride that hot hand until he shows you different. And I I think as long as he's healthy all year, I don't think he's going to show anything different. I think he's going to be the normal Chris Bryant that we've seen for you know the last uh, the previous three years prior to that the MVP. The guy who shows up every day, creates runs, run creator, guy who can go first to third, does it all, plays you know, mm-hmm. several spots. And tonight even showed it, you know, playing the left left field out there. He got a great yep. jump on that ball in the ninth inning. Uh, it's it's something that you don't see from a guy like that who's a superstar, who's willing to play different positions, who can do so much for your ball club. And who let's, it's so understated how he represents the team too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much pressure on him to be – the face of it, him and Anthony, and they got two of the best that that you know are, are the face of their ball club, who yeah. just you know with everything Anthony does for cancer research, for everything you know Chris does to grow the game. You know he has some fun. He's a real quiet guy, but he sets a great example of just loving baseball, going yeah. out and playing, and being the superstar who's in a lot of ways really humble. I think Chris mm-hmm. Bryant is one of the most humble athletes we've seen in Chicago, and. It's uh, it's refreshing. I, I I agree with you, Ron. Ride that that uh, ride him while he's hot, man, because he's. I think he's gonna have a hell of a year. The Chris Bryant 2021 Revenge Tour. Absolutely, I'm I'm all here for that, and I, I love all the the good talk about KB as well, because KB is 
is and always forever has been one of my favorites on the roster. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this Cubs on Tap live stream. Uh, this will be going out as a podcast as well in case you weren't able to catch it. But uh, make sure you head over to ontapsportsnet.com because we are the official Cubs podcast of the ONTAP Sports Network. You can check us out at, once again, www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ONTAP Sportsnet on all social media platforms. Then you can follow our specific podcast-related accounts at Cubbies on Tap, so that's C-U-B-B-I-E-S on Tap uh, on both Twitter and Instagram as well. So check out all our great literary and podcasting works over at all of those locations. And the ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this was fun. We hope you enjoyed from Ron Luce, from Juice. Let's get out of here the only way we know how to, my guy. Let's go Cubs. Let's go Cubs.